Good evening and welcome as we continue our daily Bible reading for this Tuesday, the 1st of March. And I apologize, I'm getting at this kind of late. It's 9 o'clock at night right now. Uh, but I want to get this out and uh, you'll either uh, see it tonight or you'll uh, be able to pick it up tomorrow. We're in Malachi chapter 2. Again, Malachi means my messenger. Messenger. He is God's messenger to his people. He speaks for God. He speaks an oracle, if you remember in chapter 1. Oracle it means a burden that God puts on his heart, a message that he has to proclaim. Um, it's not one that the people want to hear because they're not doing what God calls them to do, and Malachi is calling them to task for that. But in particular, in, uh, in chapter 2 again, um, God goes after the priests. Now, having just come off last Sunday where we installed Vicar Larry Ruger, uh, I reminded you that from now on we refer to him in public as Vicar Larry, not because it's an elevated position, but it reminds Vicar Larry of his responsibility he has now as a servant of the Lord, as well as reminds you of the joy of the fact that God has blessed you with another servant to speak for him, um, to lead you in the in in the way of the, the Christian life and the Christian way. And every time you say that to Vicar Larry, you remind him of that uh, huge responsibility, just as you do when you call me pastor, uh, not an ele a term to elevate, but a term to remind me of the responsibility you, you've given to me and the responsibility that God places on me um, as, a, as a pastor. And why is that so important? Because people follow their leaders. And if the leaders are corrupt, if the leaders aren't leading them in the right direction, they're going to go astray. And it's going to take some time for that to be, uh, to be changed. Hence, any position of leadership is a, a, a position of responsibility. It's like the responsibility of being a parent. Um, that's not a privilege. That's a responsibility. And we know the great responsibility of having children under our care, both, both emotionally and physically and, and especially spiritually, uh, to raise them up to know the Lord. But here's the good news. Any leader, Vicar Larry, myself, parent, anybody in a leadership position, if they're faithful to God, knows that they don't do that alone. Uh, that God blesses that position, um, that God wants that position, that he wants to use us, and and we uh, we just need to be willing instruments to have God use us. But when that doesn't happen, look at where it leads God's people. And here's God in Malachi uh, really ripping the priests and saying, you've led my people astray. So a couple of notes as you go through it. In chapter 2, in the second verse, he, God talks about, uh, then I will send the curse upon you. Um, God promises to curse those who not only go astray themselves, but lead others to go astray. And then he says, and I will curse your blessings. Remember, one of the things that a pastor does, that a pastor called to, is to bestow God's blessing upon them. Think about the benediction, the blessing at the end of worship service, uh, that God would look upon you, that his face would shine upon you, that you would be blessed. Um, and yet when we're not faithful, when we lead people astray, we take that blessing away. So an extra uh, extra amount of responsibility because of the gravity of what we do. Um, and then God says, you know, from the beginning, I established this through Levi, uh, through the tribe of Aaron, to be the priests of my people. And I gave them this huge responsibility, um, but they haven't kept that covenant um, and they haven't given true instruction uh, through their mouths, on their lips. I'm just going through verses 6 and 7. Um, and, and they aren't being faithful to God as messengers of the Lord of hope, uh, Lord of hosts. Um, they have turned aside from God's way. Uh, we've corrupted, they've corrupted the covenant of Levi. Um, and so God says, verse 9, so I make you despise and abase before all the people inasmuch as you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your instruction. Um, then he goes on to say, 
uh, God reminds them again. This happened in chapter one, where uh, starting out in uh, in verse two, God says right away, "I have loved you." God starts out in verse ten of chapter two. Um, uh, have we not all one Father? God wants to be that Father, one God who created us. And yet God says, why then are you treating some people differently if we all have the same Father and the same God who loves us? Um, and he uh, He really calls him to task on that. And the second thing, verse 13, he says, you cover the Lord's altar with tears. In other words, uh, when even though you're, uh, because you're unfaithful and you're not receiving your uh, blessing, you come crying to God like God has done something wrong, or what have we done wrong, when you know very well what you've done wrong and how you've led people astray. Um, and, but yet it looks so it looks so sincere on the outside with your with your tears. Turn back and be faithful um, to God. Um, so God says in, in verse 15, so guard yourselves in your spirit and let none of you be faithless uh, to the wife of your youth. Notice how, how highly God holds the institution of marriage and the faithfulness that God calls both husbands and wives, but especially husbands as head of the family, which again is not a position of power and authority, but a responsibility uh, that, that he um, takes seriously um, the, the role he plays as a husband and a father to love and to care for his family like Christ loved and cared for the, uh, for the church, to use the language of Paul from Ephesians 5. Um, and then at the very end, he just reiterates, starting at verse 17, um, you know, you have wearied the Lord with your words because they're your words, not his words. Um, and because, uh, as he says, you said this, and this, this rings through all of the prophets, the very last verse, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. That's what they're telling people. They're telling people to do things that are evil, and they know they're evil, but yet they tell them and say, uh, and they lie, and they say, well, this delights the Lord for you to do what is evil. We need to get back to what is right in God's eyes, and we know what that is from the truth of Scripture, um, and, and when we follow that, then we're going to be in line with him, and that's going to be a blessed life. It's going to come with hardship. What God calls Malachi to do in being faithful to God is not going to make him popular, uh, but yet there's faithfulness to God. The blessing, uh, the future blessing is definitely, uh, definitely great. So God bless you as you continue to read this last book of the Old Testament, the last of the prophets, uh, 400 some years before the time of Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ. As we uh, get into uh, tomorrow and the next day, um, the passages that really talk about what, what Christ is going to do. So God bless you as you read.